0: You could have a lot of, you could have a diverse makeup of students and still not be inclusive. And I think in IIT's case, it's just a lack of engagement in the cultural student body.
1: You are listening to Interactive, a podcast by UNITE that aims to amplify diverse perspectives and encourage a welcoming and empathetic environment on the campus of IIT. I am your host, Hugh and I'm excited to have you with me through these conversations. Hello and welcome back for another episode of Interactive. First off, our UNITE family would like to thank you all for listening to our first episode. I hope that you had a great time getting to know Marilyn and Haley's experience at IIT. And we do appreciate any comments, feedback, questions or even recommendations of topics that you may have. You can reach us in a number of ways anchor which is the platform that we are hosting our podcast on has a very cool feature Um, if you go to our public page which is anchor.fm unite-iit you can find a button that says message and you can send us a voice message there which is kinda cute, but if that's not your thing and like you're kinda shy then you can also reach us on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter as iitunite or iit.unite is either of those usernames or you can also send us an email to unite at iit.edu. Second on the agenda of today is an introduction to the host, which is me. Uh, Recently, I realized that I have not introduced myself to you guys. As a host, I don't think that's important because this podcast is interview-based, so usually the focus of the episodes are on the interviewees, not me. But my voice do pop in here and there, so I figure you may be interested in knowing whose voice that belongs to. As you know, I am host. Uh, I am also a podcast director for UNITE. My name is Hu Tran, I recently changed my major to biochemistry, it's my second year at IIT and I'm an international student from Vietnam. Being an international student is a pretty interesting experience. Coming to the US was the first time that the issue of race became relevant to me. It's not that because I didn't know other races exist before, it's just that I became aware that I am different in the way that I look, the way I talk, the way I dress, or just about anything. But I'm not going to talk to you guys about that myself. I'm actually going to invite a friend of mine who is also an international student and he's going to talk about what it's like being an international student and also what it's like being black in America and how he views diversity and community at IIT, how he is working to foster more inclusivity on campus. So in general, he's a very cool person, and we are going to meet him now.
0: My name is Wofai Ewa. I am a senior right now. I major in mechanical engineering, and I am from Calabar, Nigeria.
1: Why did you choose mechanical engineering?
0: Um, Mostly because of my dad. <laughs> So, I guess this is kind of typical for um, young Nigerians. But you kind of there's a lot of pressure for you to be either an engineer, a lawyer, or a doctor. Maybe an economist. You know, same. So it's, like,
1: <laughs> it's the same pressure with Asian households too.
0: Yeah, my 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 former roommate was Vietnamese, and he also was also mechanical engineering, and kind of a similar story. So. But no, I actually did really like. Um, I liked the concept of engineering, and mechanical engineering was in like a simple choice to make because it wasn't so specific. You could still do a lot with a degree, not as specific as like ECE or you know like robotics engineering, but it was still pretty pretty cool to like study.
1: I know that you are an international student, so. Any thoughts on the college application process? Like, was there a lot of opportunities for you to apply to and pursue your dream education?
0: So when I was in high school, um, I so I used Common App at the time and that was like an application platform. And basically, I could bypass the fees of application if a university was on Common App. So you just had to get your high school counselor to like to sign some kind of waiver and you could apply for free. So I applied to quite a few places. Um sent in my SAT scores, um, uh, my high school transcript, and it was it was a decent process. At least like getting, you know, like admissions was was an okay process. It wasn't too difficult. Um the challenge became getting scholarships and getting a visa and you know how long is your I-20 going to last for for people listening who don't know what an I-20 is it's basically a and it's a document that permits you to stay here so if your I-20 expires then you have to leave but yeah there's just like a bunch of other complications that come in after you're admitted to the university so for me that was that was the main difficulty but everything else is kind of smooth
1: Yeah, it it was the same for me as well. Um, Do you think that there were or weren't enough opportunities for you, um, financial and scholarship-wise?
0: So I applied to um, a few colleges in the Midwest, and like half of them, I had to take half of them off my list because they didn't provide scholarship for international students. Um, Purdue didn't at the time, or. Like, it didn't provide admission, international student scholarships, so I had to, IIT provided a lot, or what looked like a lot back then, so, you know, I was kind of quick to consider IIT, but, uh, yeah, there weren't too many other, like, money opportunities for international students, not for me, at least. Same. (laughs) Yeah. I feel
1: that being an international student, you feel a little... Or somewhat disadvantaged compared to US citizens students. Um, do you see if there are any disadvantages or advantages that you have faced?
0: Yeah, um so just about every single thing you can think of about like any aspect of your student life, it you being international or not, affects that. You know, I'm sure I'm sure you understand this, but from where you can go to if you want to go with your friends on vacation somewhere international like a different country you need to you know check stuff like if your visa allows you to do that you know there's just a lot more steps that you have to take if you're international how many classes can i register for how many online classes can i register for so there's a lot of there's a lot of differences for sure in the experience as a whole and i feel like because it just it's just so complex we don't talk about it with like our american friends and so people don't really understand like people have no idea what it's like in an international student so it's kind of it's kind of a polarizing experience but um i would say you know you could definitely find other things to make the experience worth it like friends or how you take advantage of the opportunity but yeah, there's a lot of challenges involved. It's like so many, I don't even know where to begin.
1: What was your first impression going to IIT, like in regards to the community and diversity or race?
0: Um, so when I came in, it wasn't like, it didn't take me too long to realize that IIT was diverse. There's a lot of different people from a lot of different backgrounds in IIT. But I also quickly learned that it wasn't as inclusive, maybe as advertised. Um, You could have a lot of, you could have a diverse makeup of students and still not be inclusive. And I think in IIT's case, it's just a lack of engagement in the cultural student body. And when I came, I was... My roommate was Vietnamese, and we just kind of always hung out with each other. But because we, I don't know, where I was very anti-social at the time. I still am kind of. But it was if you if you go anywhere on campus, like just you know take a quick observation. There's you're probably gonna see cultural pockets of people. Maybe go to the library, you see a table of Chinese students together, and the other table of Indian students together, and there are mixes, of course, but. You know, generally speaking, people kind of stick to like the people that they're comfortable with, and the people that are kind of like like them. And we just didn't have a lot of like school organized activities that showcased culture or brought out you know some kind of aspect of representation for specific cultural groups. So it's it kind of easy to be invisible as a student with a cultural background.
1: Being up to that, uh, when you were in your freshman year, mm-hmm. did you find friends who have the same cultural background with you or did you just hang out with um, yes, diver- a diverse group of friends?
0: Yeah, so um, I came straight from Nigeria to the U.S. for college. And for, you know, I was, I was 16 at the time. So like for the first 15 years of my life, I had, spent it with just Nigerians. So I wanted to diversify that experience a little bit. So it was a point for me to also um, make friends with people who weren't from my culture and to engage in a very, like have a very intercultural experience overall. So I still, you know, I still had a lot of friends that were Nigerian. We are not that many on campus, um, Africans and Black people as a whole. So you kind of know everyone. So, yeah, I still knew all the Africans on campus, but I still try to make friends with people from other cultures.
1: I know that you are very, a very active person on social media in regards to um, social injustices and <laughs> social movements. Mm. Um, but that's only what I know from your Instagram. Mm. So, may I ask what other causes that you are fighting for on campus?
0: Yeah, um, so specific to campus, actually, the entire reason why I got into ISO. um, Around my freshman year, ISO was, it wasn't, well, when I came into IT, like, fall of 2016, the International Student Organization wasn't active, and I had a friend who was a grad student at the time who was trying to revive it, and um, he invited me to the board, and since then, I kind of made it my Just personally for me, like my personal mission to foster cultural inclusivity on campus, because, you know, we're diverse, but we're not that much, you know, we're not that inclusive. And do stuff like events that highlight specific cultures at a time, make everyone else aware like, oh, look, you know, this is, there's a a Taiwanese student body on campus. This is what they're culture entails to see some of their music, some of their food, and, you know, just that awareness makes people kind of curious about that, and, like, the more people engage with each other, I feel like that's the best way to promote, like, a a culturally healthy community, like an actual mix, not just different people from different backgrounds, just being with themselves. But
1: ISO is international... Yeah, organization
0: yeah international student organization it's kind of like a bridge org so we do collaboration events with different international or cultural or ethnic orgs and um you know showcase their culture and just get more people aware of that and just culturally aware of that kind of like serving as a bridge to the people who want their culture known, like people who want people to know about their culture and people who don't know about the culture. And that's, I guess that's ISO's mission, to be a bridge, too much.
1: That's very nice. I did not know that um, we have that organization.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we should probably do better at, you know, promoting ourselves.
1: Do you have an Instagram?
0: Yeah. Um, so our Instagram page is iso.iit. Or I S O I I T without the period.
1: Yes, it is I S O I T.
0: Yes, I S O I T.
1: Our listeners, if you're listening, please follow.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're um we haven't been too active over the summer, but um I'm, cur- I'm the current president and I want to install a new like position that kind of focuses on our social media presence and we're gonna be a lot more active on social media so. If anyone wants to know more about the org, wants to know about what we're doing, yeah, you could always get updates from our social media. It's I-S-O-I-I-T on Instagram. Follow, like, and subscribe. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Shameless promotion.
0: In your experience on
1: IT. Do you have any experience that people, uh, friends or professors say something to you that is ignorant or offensive in any way?
0: So so the thing is, and my perspective about that also changed over time, but that actually happens so often, even when you don't know it, and even when the people that are saying you don't know it, but there's a lot of unconscious bias um, about Black people as a whole, sometimes about Africans, but it could be, you know, in the form of just people assuming something about you before they get to know you. Um, A specific, I guess, extreme case is one of my classmates, intelligent, you know, intelligent, brilliant guy. Um, He's also black and um, talks with a vernacular and sometimes, you know, And like, it's very apparent that, you know, he's black and he's proud of it. And sometimes I would see professors, this happens to me sometimes to kind of like immediately not take him as serious because of it. And it's it's something that's very, sometimes it's subtle, but over time you kind of get to like, yo, that's a problem. And like, that shouldn't be happening. And that is one example, there's a lot of ways that people's biases manifest itself in, in school, in classes. Yeah, There's always um, unconscious and implicit bias in a lot of places in America. Um, Definitely companies try to, you know, have zero discrimination policies. And you could see that sometimes, and you could see companies trying to provide opportunities that benefit black people and that could uplift black people. But then, you know, sometimes even if discrimination isn't on paper, like in company policies or contracts in most professions, in a lot of academia, there's still a lot of like implicit biases and stuff that people expect out of black women, for example, when out of a black man, and they don't have those same expectations for other people. And just making assumptions in general, can be very harmful to like making assumptions of someone, you know, because of, because of their race is not only inaccurate, but it's kind of also dangerous. For example, with black women, um, a lot of people tend to assume that they're capable of like withstanding more pain or more like unpleasant experiences. So, the, people in, even in the corporate world you see people treating black women with like less tenderness as they would with white women and they don't really like consider them as much as they would as their women counterparts of other races and that's one example but um there i don't know if i can point out advantages per se but i I know that there are definitely advantages out there that sometimes kind of have to be aware of to be able to navigate around.
1: I know that you are on the PSAC.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm on PSAC. I'm the current chair, actually. Mm.
1: What are your thoughts on the in- initiatives that IT is taking?
0: I am definitely happy about the fact that. IT is um, pushing for more of a solid stance on cultural inclusivity, on being aware of black students on campus, the black faculty, black staff, and how they affect, you know, these members of the black community. But in my personal opinion, um, it has been look, I'm I'm happy it's happening now, but it it has been such a long time coming. Um, a lot of people have been talking about it and asking about it um the org that Seth is in NSBE um has been like literally been trying to recruit high school students by themselves or you know I know ASO and some groups of black students have been trying to go to high schools and kind of tutor and mentor high school students so they can see black people in stem that they can look up to and that they could you know, try to follow after. And the thing is, as much as I'm happy that IIT is doing that now, um, Black students have literally been recruiters, activists, event organizers, and have been doing a lot of the things that the university should have been doing for years. And quite frankly, for years they haven't really been listening. Um, but I'm, um, you know, like I said, I'm happy that they're like they're taking more of a stance on it now there's definitely still more to be done you know in terms of recruiting students um hiring more black staff doing more for the bronzeville community like bronzeville is a neighborhood with a lot of black history and it's just not right for iit to exist there and benefit off of being in bronzeville without giving back to the community
1: Do you have any thoughts on the Black Lives Matter movement and the protests?
0: So, while it sucks that people are being killed, that Black people are being killed on the basis of skin color, and it's horrible that there's these, like, this many institutional and systemic problems in America that are against Black people. I'm not happy about the situation, but I am happy about the reaction um in general that at least this summer that the black lives movement has gotten um, people have are kind of beginning to wake up and really listening to what black people have been trying to say for a while and we see a lot of other non-black people kind of understanding a little bit more about experience and a bit more about what we've been trying to say for so long and what we've been going to for so long but i think in general i'm, I'm happy that it's that people are really fighting happy that we're continuing to fight to drive some kind of change. And we see, like, even with me, I have been, quote unquote, like in the American system for just a few years. So compared to African Americans who have been oppressed by like for the last few centuries, it's sometimes like you just keep understanding more and more of what, what it's like <clears throat> every day. But like I said, I'm, I'm happy it's happening, um, but still a lot more has to be done. There's still, you know, things that we are trying to change that just requires more fights and requires people in office, government to be more receptive. And that's not, we're not really there yet. So I hope that we keep fighting longer. I'm so spaced out right now. I don't know why, like, I keep forgetting words.
1: (laughs) It's okay. Do you need a moment? It's alright. Let's drink water. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah um, it seems like these questions may be a little bit hard for you um
0: well it's something that you kind of like you kind of have to for me at least i i don't want to just like put my way and put myself in comfortable situations only kind of have to talk about the hard stuff the uncomfortable stuff it sucks that you know it's stuff that has to be talked about but Sometimes like it's not so obvious to other people, to I don't know, to like non-black people who might not be experiencing the same thing. And it's important to keep the conversation going.
1: That's why we have this podcast.
0: And that's awesome. Honestly. That's great.
1: <laughs> so you are an international Nigerian student on IIT you think that there is enough representation of your community on campus?
0: Um, I would say no. I will say, like, there's definitely vibrance. The African and um, African-American community on campus as a whole could use a lot more representation. Or we could have a higher percentage of Black students. But the thing is, because we're so small, the community is really tight. So um, I know Nigerians specifically, like everyone knows everyone else and kind of like we just keep it, we keep, we keep ourselves close and there's more of a sense of community because of what, you know, because there's just like not too many other, there's not such a large population on campus. So like the little people, the little number of people kind of have to stay connected. And that's, you know, as a whole, even with like the black community, the African-American community on campus, we... um, I've recently been trying to have like this initiative with um, students from NSBE, like the Black engineers, and from ASO, African students, and from BSU, uh, African American students, to kind of like remain connected, you know, we're kind of, we're all with Black, you know, and we have to maintain that bond, even if, we need to maintain that sense of community, even if we're, our population is a lot less than the average demographic and
1: Do you have any advice for incoming international black students?
0: I would say that, you know, because you're coming into it's it's a very it's a very like steep learning curve. Like you step into America and in my case, for example, or most Nigerians or most African most African immigrants case, um there's a lot of issues back home, obviously. But racism or anti-blackness isn't necessarily a predominant issue, like within African circles in Africa. So, you know, you come to the U.S. and you, you, you take a step out of the airplane and you see all these like different people who might look at you a different way because of what you look like. And you suddenly and quickly realize for the first time that you're black in a very different context than you might have before. And I'll say my advice to those people is to really embrace the aspect of community. It's very important that you have access to other people who are like you, who can guide you, who can just be with you, who you can experience America with. Um, There's going to be a lot of complications, a lot of difficulties, and sometimes it's not the best to you know, you don't have to Find all the answers yourself. Some of the answers aren't so pleasant. You don't need to experience firsthand that the police is not your friend. You could, you know, have other people kind of ease you into that and like make you understand the ropes and things to do and not to do. And just, you know, especially with social media now, there's a lot of different people with different beliefs flying around. But it's very important that you are in a community of people who share your beliefs and who are kind of like you.
1: Yeah, thank you for that advice. I hope that in our audience listening, there is um, an international class student who takes your words and feel better and feel that they have resources and mm-hmm. um, urged to find a community.
0: Absolutely. Also, don't be afraid of mistakes. You know, you're going to make mistakes. It's definitely going to happen. Just embrace them and learn from them, I guess.
1: Thank you for listening to our podcast. You are amazing people. Don't forget you can follow Unite on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also, if you're interested in getting to know more cultures, follow International Student Organization on Instagram. They are ISOIIT. And yeah, see you next time.